Thank you for listening to Yes Another Podcast on the Real Fun DC app. And as always, you can email us at yesanotherpodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on social media, on Twitter, Yes Another Pod, and on IG, Yes Another Podcast. Well, um, man, a lot's going on today. By the time you hear this uh, episode, I mean, so much has transpired. Yeah. But uh, we can't, to be honest, we can't get into all on this episode because we do have a special guest with us this evening. Miss Jaquise Moore, host of the uh, Learning with Jasmine show. And so um, we'll be talking Hello. to Jaquise. Yes, hey. And we'll be Hi. talking to her um, later on in the show. But real quick, um, Darius, how, um, where can I follow you at real quick? I can be followed at the underscore game 836 on Twitter, on Instagram, on Twitch, and YouTube. Miss Moore, do you have social media and how can they? I do have social media. <laughs> uh, that's where I live, social media. I am Learning with Jazz. I'm Jaquise Moore, and you can follow me on Learning with Jasmine, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter. I name everything. Yes. Uh, learning with Jasmine, one, one word with an S, you guys. Learning with Jasmine. And um, yeah, follow me, please. There we go. There you go. So like we're gonna be talking to her and her and about her content. We're also gonna be talking about a top ten list that we that Darius discovered um, last week. Top ten list of th- uh, jobs that kids want to inspire to be. Oh yeah. And, uh, yeah, I'm gonna tell you right now. There's not doctors are not on our list. I can tell you that right now. You know, spoiler alert. Being a doctor is so very- boring now. Like kids don't want to be doctors. I- I mean, you know, if, if I feel sick, you know, and I need to go to the ER, you know, I might need a doctor, not, you know, not somebody who wants to be. In Don't that tell. Place. But that, but, 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 but we, but, but we will talk about that a little bit later on. Um, so uh, real quick, you know, by the time you hear this, you know, the verdict of Derek Chauvin, the cop who uh, murdered George Floyd. The verdict came in and he was guilty on all three counts, which I'll say is a sigh of relief because to be honest, I was expecting him to be acquitted. I have no faith in the justice system. History has shown, we have several examples where history has shown where officers get away with police brutality and not being, being held accountable for it. And so, you know, I, I can go back to like the Rodney King um, verdict, which I was thinking about that um, when I was listening to, like, I was listening to it on the radio, Darius, and um, it, was, it was weird because, like, it reminded me of the Ronnie King verdict and the O.J. Simpson verdict because it seemed like everybody was like, listening, like, using their smartphones and just listening to, just, just waiting for, like, the hearing. Um, and, like, again, there's, there's been so many examples of, like, police brutality on, like, black and brown folks that I wasn't, my expectation was really low, to be honest. I was expecting all, all hell break loose if um, things didn't go um, the way of the people, but you know, it did. He's been uh, found guilty. He'll be sentenced later on, which should be interesting, also, because will he get a slap on the wrist, or will they give him like throw the book at him? So you know, only time will tell. Uh, but being held accountable in law enforcement is, you know, is this a turning point? Maybe, but it's, it's, but it's the step in the right direction. Darius? That's, yeah, I, I think that's the word that's been floated around a lot today is it's not necessarily 
that justice has been served or justice has been met, but accountability is being shown. And that's, that's good. That is a, a step in the right direction. The, the next step is consistency in the accountability part of, of holding police to a certain standard in which these situations shouldn't escalate to these levels. And I mean, we just had this happen uh, no less than a week ago, yeah. unfortunately. Um, uh, I, I forget where it was at. Was it also in Minnesota? It was, it was yeah. in Minnesota also, yeah. Yeah, uh, another case in Minnesota where an unarmed... Um, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, in Brooklyn Center, exactly. Uh, an unarmed young, young gentleman was murdered by a cop instead of what was supposed to be a taser. Um, it was mistaken for a gun. I'm so sure, but uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I don't. You know, I'm I'm not gonna sit here and pretend to be educated on the justice system and this, that, and the other. But I do understand from past experiences with cases like this. Just like you said, you we just kind of expect the person on trial to basically walk away on un, unscathed. We, it's become the expectation at this point. So yeah, during this process i kind of thought the same way thought this is you know it's just gonna be one of those things where he's just gonna get a general slap on the wrist and all right keep it moving go back to your job whatever or or maybe they force him into retirement or and he still makes a bunch of money from it who knows i i didn't expect for what today's outcome was to be the outcome and for that to be the outcome uh like you said step in the right direction accountability is being held but justice is not yet served quite yet. At the end of the day, a life was lost in an unnecessary fashion. Unnecessary force and brutality was used. There, there's no justice for that. It's just accountability has now been taken. Uh, has now taken uh, the <laughs> what's the word I'm looking for? The 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 forehand, I guess you can say. Accountability has jumped to the face to to the front, and and that's good. And hopefully, again, it's a step in the right direction, and we can get some consistency out of the justice system with this. Yeah, we can, we can only hope uh, hope that will be the case. Uh, I mean, we'll see how, like I said, we see how like the verdict comes down and see how, you know, I guess um, law enforcement take it. Stay tuned. That's an ongoing topic. Um, yeah, quick, yeah, it's not the end of that, I'm sure. Yeah, it's, there's it's a lot that, more to come. There's no, you know, we need, you know, um, we, need, we need to see if we can get some justice for um, Breonna Taylor, but that's a whole nother story. Uh, real quick, RIP to uh, my man Black Rob. Man, this little kid, this is getting kind of low key depressing, man. First it's DMX. A, it's been a rough couple of weeks for you when it comes to some of your fav- favorite, you know, '90s, early 2000s artists. Man, first DMX, now Black Rob is like, and I'm not even sure what happened with Black Rob. Um, um, I know he he passed away at the age of 51. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't say it was the cause of death. I know I did see like a week or two ago, a picture of him in the hospital where he was looking really bad off. And I was kind of surprised that someone even took a picture of him because he didn't look good at all. Was it a picture or was it a video? I think, I'm not sure, but I know he was in his, uh, his, um, his um, hospital gown. Yeah. And he looked very, like, you know, very, his face was like very sunken and very just like not healthy. And um, yeah, I don't know why I thought I saw like a video clip. I didn't. I mean, it was kind of disturbing, so I didn't watch it if it was a video clip. But yeah, it's, yeah, I'm, yeah, it's it's, it's rough. It's, it's wild. Um, because now, yeah, it's like now we got. I mean, now he's not by no means was he like DMX, 
but he had he had a couple of, um you know bangers back in the day you know everybody knows whoa like mm-hmm. whoa you know and, <laughs> and of course uh uh um g Depp um take this money mm-hmm. no that's the cause the song is called let's get it and so it's like g Depp, puffy and black rob g Depp, who was in jail for um he turned himself in a couple of years back for like you know he he admitted like he committed a murder and so he i think he served sure. life Jeez. so uh it's weird because even when craig you know craig mack mm-hmm. yeah like when he passed away like he was looking hard, bad too, and it's it's funny because Diddy mentioned something like about two weeks ago that he's like we need to take, you know, take our um, take our our royalties or take our music back from like the industries, and like you know, because like you know the record labels like you know, be dogging the artists, but I like Diddy, you have some nerves talking about dogging artists, like you everybody should not be talking about dogging artists because you've dogged a lot of artists and so um yeah. you know i know a couple of, a couple of eyes balls have been on diddy recently especially since black rob passed away um and people are bringing up you know um craig mack also and just how he does like you know business with like a lot of these artists also because him and mace were not talking for the longest time oh yeah well-known so, beef well-known beef you know <laughs> still to this day the bad boy reunion tour when it came to dc it's still my favorite concert. I spent good money for those tickets. <laughs> Me and the girl I was dating at the time, I said, look here. I don't care if you don't know who these people are. We're going to the show. Because my buddy, uh, Marlon, a.k.a. M, um, he went to see Kanye. And I was like, look here, Kanye's going to be around. Kanye's going to be around, all right? There's no guarantee that these artists, for all these people from who I grew up watching from like middle mm-hmm. school and high school, there's no chance, there's no guarantee they're going to come back around and do another tour. And on that tour, DMX made a guest appearance and Black Rob was there. And so, and both of those guys are no longer with us. So I am so glad I picked that tour over Kanye. Yeah, that's one of those once in a lifetime that, yeah. that type tours. This this late in the game, at least. You know, obviously, if you would have went to that back in the early 2000s, you're talking a whole different story. But yeah, in, like, in recent times, that's that's the once in a lifetime thing. You're not gonna yeah. be able to get that kind of experience again. So yeah, yeah so, you made a wise choice. A wise choice. So, <laughs> you know, RP to um, Black Rob. Darius, April is Autism Awareness Month, and I'm not sure if you knew that. Did you know that? I did not know that, but well, it is. I'd like and, to know more. Yes, and our guest today, Jaquise Moore, who is the host of Learning with Jasmine, uh, knows all things autism well i do not know all things autism well not all things but she <laughs> is well versed in the world of autism and she is the host of learning with jasmine and once again I'd like to welcome Jaquise more to the show how are you doing hi i'm good thank you so much for having me hello Darius. hello Car- carlos and hello to <laughs> the yap community yeah, the yap to, community. to the yapsters the yapsters that's what we to call everyone them. else right <laughs> so so um so jacques tell us a little bit about what is learning with jasmine well i cannot explain to you what learning with jasmine before i even actually tell you a little bit about the the journey before learning with jasmine uh, so learning with Jasmine is like where I am now versus where I used to be. Um, so had a baby 
Uh, she's now nine years old, Jasmine. That's how we got the name Jasmine. And uh, she basically had a speech delay, a global development delay, and autism did not come through until the age of seven. So from the, from the time birth to age seven, which is actually the quote-unquote no, known for, um, for girls. So it's usually around age seven is for girls, around age four for boys. But here's another switch to it is a lot of times that a lot of African-American girls are actually um, diagnosed late, which means not based upon the, um, like a doctor didn't, you know, like the body or the academic, whatever didn't come through. It's just that they kind of push that aside for a lot of African-American girls. And so at age two, I thought she had autism. And the therapist was a really great therapist. I highly recommend early intervention. If you're in the DMV area, I highly recommend infant and toddler program. That's where Jasmine was placed. And uh, the, the therapist said, oh no, she doesn't have autism. And I kind of put that in the back of my mind, like, okay, I'm gonna pull that car a little bit later on because I think she has autism, but I'm not gonna argue with someone who believes something that I may be like, oh, I'm just a crazy mom, right? And so it came down to therapy and, and early intervention and everything that comes along with preschool and interacting with other kids, everything that came along with that, I made sure that Jasmine had. So I wasn't ignoring those things. One thing I did not like, um, the simple fact that the system itself is kind of, um, you know, have a standard and can't change when it's inconvenient for them. So it could be black and brown people. It could be um, the location of where you are, whatever the case would be. It kind of made me feel like I needed to, uh, to advocate for my child, not knowing though still that my daughter did not have autism, but just the simple fact that she had a she had a delay. Mm -hmm. And the delay meant that um, you know, for her milestones, she was three or four years behind. So those type of things that came along with just the education side, black and brown education and it may be a, a minority white school. Um, and then there's also a location. Well, you know, I'm, even though I'm in Montgomery County, it doesn't really matter because I'm black and brown. And so I'm minority. And so those are the type of things that came along with, okay, you know, I have to make sure that my daughter has everything. So IEP meetings, individual education plan, um, is an IEP, it has a team of individuals, the, the, the parents, the teacher, all the teachers that are associated with that one child and also the principal is, they're called an IEP meeting. They're, they're a team that comes along and they talk about the well-being of your child, whether it's uh, educational, whether it's social skills, whether it is self-care, whatever it comes along to in the school system. And so, it, that played a really great part 
even my mother was is an educator and so many other people but it just took some down you know some challenges along the way which is basically the unknown you know why is my child like this why you know am I like pushing forward and then pulling you know feeling like I'm pulling myself back what what is going on and it came down to I had to homeschool her the very first time I had to pull her out because um, the public school system, and not knocking the public school system, private school system, whatever the case may be, not knocking it, but it just happened to work not well for my child. Okay, let me just pull it out of that. And I had to pull her out of the public school system because um, it was supposed to be an IEP meeting that day. And not to go into further details, but she was having issues at school with basically announcing that she had to go to the bathroom, but she, could, but she could go to the bathroom. So she had a lot of accidents in her pants. And so they always say, oh, she made an accident. Can you, you know, she's standing in the, in the bathroom crying. Can you calm down and, you know, assist her? So that's what I was doing. But this time I didn't get no phone call. I'm like, oh yes, score. She's good that day, right? So I go and get her and she said, oh, please come to the IEP meeting, it was like four o'clock in the afternoon. We have the IEP meeting, we, we're, we're in within a, an hour. And then the lady says to me, you know, she pooped today in her pants. She's playing right now. She's good, right? And I'm like, what, what, what do you mean? Um, she pooped in pants. Did you tell me or did, oh, she changed herself? Yay, she said, no, she's not, she's not changed. I said, wait, hold up, wait a minute. So when did she, made an accident in her pants. And she said, 10 o'clock in the morning, it's four o'clock in the afternoon, okay? So that was that was when my benediction, you know, of that meeting, I had to stop what I was doing, change her. I really was like maybe, maybe 30, 40 feet away and I could smell her. So if I could smell her 30, 40 feet away, I knew the kids could smell her. She was pooped in my hair pants all that time. Um, later wow. on, the... the the teacher said, you know, um, yeah, she she asked us to change and she, I, we told her no. <laughs> okay, all right, so it's time for me to go before I catch a case. Um, and so that's the, the, that's the thing about it comes, it comes down to how much you're willing to not physically fight, but, you know, advocate fight yeah. for your child. And so I had to like leave the building <laughs> And then the next day I get a phone call. That's when I get a phone call the next day. I'm like, oh, where's Jasmine? And I'm like, um, at home. <laughs> She's not coming back. And so I had to homeschool her. So then we get to homeschool around seven years old. And then, then that's when I see the behavior. I mean, when I say behavior, I don't mean like she doesn't want to do something. So she stomps her two feet and she drops something real quick. And then she, she's okay. No, <laughs> she is physically attacking me, um, biting, kicking, throwing, pulling hair, um, destroying the room, whatever case they be. And so I'm like, culturally, <laughs> like you better get yourself together, little child. And then not really still un un knowing everything. So then I pulled the, the stuff in the back of my head. Oh, 
maybe she has autism. Because I remember having a, a student like this and they had autism. So me being blessed, having friends that, that are um, autism advocates in their own profession, I said, you know, I really think that Jasmine has autism. And she said, well, they all, like four or five people, they said, well, you know, I advise you to do a video and, and send it to me. So all of them had, you know, had the video and everyone has, everyone said, yes, she has autism, but it's mild. So wait until it bursts. I'm like, oh my goodness. All of this, this is just mild? <laughs> like what in the world? And so anyway, moving forward to like- uh, Just the, what, what age is that? If you don't mind me asking. She was seven. seven. Okay, she was seven at that point. Okay. She was seven at that point. Um, and then six or nine months later, that's when I saw full blown. I contact them again. I said, okay, here's the video again. Here's another video. Should I go to a specialist? They said, yes, it's full blown. Okay. Well, all right. <laughs> and so within five minutes, they said she has autism. Now I'm thinking to myself, if I didn't, if I went right away, maybe they would have been like, okay, you're crazy. Right. But because it was full blown, they they saw it when she came in. But they, of course, they had to ask the questions like, you know, did, um, does your family have autism? Okay. And so those are the type of things that they will ask a parent, like it will look in the, the biological sense. You know, they were the, like the mother and the father and the grandparents and the, the, the family line. If there's more than one child, it's 35% that the second child might have autism. Good question. Yes. Uh, so you saying, did you, are you saying if, if one parent has autism? Then more, if, it, if, if a parent, if a parent. It's a, it's, a, it's a chance that a child may have autism. Okay, yes. all right, okay, all right. Okay. If a child, if a parent does not have autism, but maybe like, um, a sibling of the parent or the aunt, uncle of the parent, then the child may have autism and the parent do not have autism. But then if the parent has another child, it's more than likely the second child will also have autism. And so this is based off of uh, like family history and genetics, correct? Yes, exactly. Right. And right. so I'm not a doctor, I'm just doing my research. So you can research all that information too. Okay. Um, but I highly recommend you looking at like Autism Speaks, um, anything that has to do with ES ASD, autism spectrum disorder. Now they don't call it a spectrum, but it is still a spectrum because it is a, um, a low to high range. So high, high, um, high means like there is a child that may have just a speech delay, but can usually have, um, usually do those things, those tasks like more independent than the other child. And, and I have to say that that may be true, but that's another way from my, from my training now, uh, we don't say that. We're not supposed to say high and low because all children, if you put a task before them, they may or may not know what to do the very first time, whether they have a child, uh, whether, whether they have autism or not. But the more you, you, you expose them and more you practice with them with speech and 
uh, just using a task, those type of things will strengthen. All right. Um, Jaquise, tell everybody where they can find, uh, find your, your videos at one more time. Yes. So you can go on learning. It's, it's just better to go on YouTube because I always post it after the show. Uh, learning with Jasmine on YouTube. Um, I actually do have a work number that um, I give out to people. Um, I have it on, and this is USA. And also if you on WhatsApp for international, you can call me personally um, because someone did that for me. And that made, I remember I called the lady did not know her. And she was like, she's banging on my back right now. And she's like, I need for you to calm down. You're a great mom. So so any venting, anything that comes along with that, I'm here for you. Um, so my number is 202-656-6027. Um, 202-656-6027. You can contact me personally. No videos until like, <laughs> until we do um, a, appointments because <laughs> some days it may not be looking like this where I am right now, but um, uh, you can definitely contact me. You can definitely text me and say, Hey, this is so-and-so. Um, I heard your, um, your, your, your message on the podcast and I need support. You could do that. And I will be there and supporting you all the way. Um, and we can talk from there. And just to clarify, your videos, are they live streams or are they pre-recorded videos that you then post up later? So it's pre-recorded. Okay. Facebook, I will do live, okay. but then I will download it and I will go through that. So you, you put it on YouTube afterwards. I put it on YouTube. Right. Okay. That. Yes. Got, it. Got it. Yes. Yeah. Well, very powerful stuff. Much appreciate you bringing your message to Yes Another this Podcast. Is just, this is not even all of it, you guys. So yeah. <laughs> I am writing my book. Oh. I, need, I need to write my book. Um, it, that. it, that's probably going to be part one because I know it's going to be a lot. So um, <laughs> yeah, I'm writing my book. Well, we'd like to thank you yet again, Jaquise Moore. Thank make, you. Check, make sure you check out uh, Learning with Jasmine on all the social social yes. channels no spaces no, no spaces, spaces. <laughs> and jasmine with an s yes jasmine with an s yes that's, that's fantastic that's fantastic <laughs> and again thank you so much because we've um we uh, me, me and Derek can both say we've learned a lot through this oh yeah through this uh episode and we hope the uh, listeners also um learn quite a bit as well so you know a lot of what we do here on yes another podcast is getting content and news and things that we find interesting from social media. And I came across this tweet a couple weeks ago. I actually brought it up to you before we recorded our, our last episode, but we didn't get a chance to get to it because we were so deep into talking about the real world and road rules challenge and stuff. But <laughs> um, regardless, uh, I wanted to come back to this. So I came across this tweet. Now, I don't know what the source is from. I don't know where this guy got this data from. I don't know where these percentages come from. I don't know how many people they interviewed or polled or whatever. But regardless of whether how regardless of how accurate it is or not, I think this is I think this is realistic. I'll say that. The numbers might be a little off, but I think it's in the ballpark is what I'll say. So the tweet goes, how depressing. Our society has failed to provide ambitious role models to our children. What he's referring to is a photo that he posted that has a top 10 list 
of jobs that kids want. Now, when we were, you know, when we were kids, let's just say kids are anything middle school and under. We won't, we won't include high school. Let's just say middle school and under kids, right? I don't, I don't know what your, your ambitions were. My, me as a kid, I used to draw a lot. So I used to always think I was going to be a famous cartoonist. I, my, my, my dream as a kid was to grow up and make cartoons for Nickelodeon. That's what I wanted to do. That's actually not a bad idea. Right. Yeah. I, I just, cause I used to draw my own comic books and stuff like that. So I always thought it'd be cool to be a cartoonist and, and make shows for Nickelodeon and Cartoon Network and stuff. I, I never, I never knew that actually. You never, you, I've never, I've never knew you like, you know, like a well, you know, career. Not well. I'm not anymore. <laughs> Major career turnaround since then, obviously. But, 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 but that's what you know. As a kid, you, you, you know, you, you, you come up with these things based off of hobbies or based off of role models in your life. You, a lot of people, a lot of kids, you know, want to be professional athletes. Some kids say they want to grow up to be doctors and help people. Some kids want to grow up to be police officers. Some kids want to, you know. Uh, <laughs> Some kids want to be they want to be actors and actresses. You, you, just, you just you know, kids have different aspirations that they grab from different things. But that was when we were younger, and you know, the the early two thousands and late nineties and stuff. Kids now are getting a lot different role models as opposed to what we were getting when we were younger. So this is the top yep. ten list, okay? Top ten. So the top, top 10, ten job kids want jobs that kids want. So go sorry, number ten. Let's start, let's start at, the t- at number 10. Six, uh, again, I don't know how many people or how many kids were polled in this thing, but 6.4% of the kids that were polled want to be a lawyer. All right, you- sure. I mean, lawyers, you don't, that's not something you expect a kid to say that they want to do. Yeah. I would think. Yeah, that's not. Yeah. But if they got parents that could be, if their parents are like, look here, buddy. You right. Know, you can make a lot of money. Look, you see this car daddy got? I got that from being a lawyer. You know? So it's like, depending on who your parents are. Exactly. I think that, I think that will be very much like, all right, a feasible thing, a reachable goal for somebody who is a parent of a lawyer, you know, a lawyer. So Right, right. That's definitely a, like a family-driven career goal, for right. sure. Yeah. Uh, number nine, uh, 8.4% of kids wanted to be a writer. You know, realistic. I, I I would think some kids want to write books, or it doesn't even have to be books. It could be a writer for a lot of different things: publications, magazines, comics, whatever it is. So, I, I think that yeah, that's, that's very nineteen ninety thinking or nineteen eighties. Where like when I say that is like pre is is that's very pre internet where. Yeah, sure. You, you make. You, I feel like you'll make a lot more money if the internet's not around. And then right. Be and sold. that's why I. Well, I was gonna say that's why I think number two is significantly higher than number eight. If number nine, I'm being a Which, writer, and and we'll we'll get to that. Then. Yeah. All right. Number eight. Eleven percent of uh, well, basically twelve percent of these kids said they want to be an athlete or a teacher. Actually, I'm really surprised that that's almost. I'm surprised yeah. that's that low, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Most- Kids wanting to be athletes or not wanting to be athletes is definitely surprising. Um, I think we went over on the radio show that I work on, we went over a couple weeks ago, um, a poll that was talking about how kids 
overall are losing interest in playing in youth sports. And that might be a direct tie to it is that there's a lot of these, there's a lot more things for kids to do now that don't require them to be active and athletic. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll see. We'll talk about that. <laughs> yeah. And we'll talk about that as we go, once we get higher up in the list, but real quick, um, uh, Cause you mentioned something about like you wasn't sure what you what I wanted to be when I grew up. Yeah, um, what was so, you say? So what I wanted to be, and I'm I'm not joking here, right? Oh God, I'm not I'm not joking here. <laughs> so, I was so fascinated. So there's two things, two things, right? I was so fascinated with like garbage trucks as a kid hmm. that I wanted to, like you know operate a garbage truck. I just thought that, I just thought it was a cool little thing to do. That's honestly not that bizarre. You know, it's not. It, well, it's not bizarre. It's not that bizarre at all. Yeah. And, I, and actually, they make a lot of good. They make, they make good money. Yes, they do. They make really good in waste management. They make really good money. Yeah. Um, the other thing I wanted to be as I when I when I was uh, younger, I wanted to be like a train driver. Like I wanted to operate like out of metro or M, like a, like actual tr- locomotive. Hmm. I, want, I was really into trains back in the day. Like I low key still am into trains, yeah. but you know. As a kid, I, I love trains. You know, I still do. I still do that like as an adult. But that was something I really wanted like, to um, be like. You know, I don't operate one. Like, you know, operate the the uh, red line train to Shady Grove or whatever. <laughs> and so, so that was like kind of like those kind of things I wanted to do. And the last and lastly, I wanted to be like center fielder for the Atlanta Braves. So I mean, I, I really the athlete. So playing baseball was like out of all the things, baseball was like the one that I really thought I could really strive for. Um, I, I, none of those things whatsoever. Center fielder for the Atlanta Braves. Really? Yeah. yeah. All right. Would, Thank I you would, for listening to us on the podcast. Okay, That'll okay. be the end of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> don't, hey, just don't, don't be hurt because they, y'all got swept in the, the double head. Don't, you know, just, just let, it, let it go. Let it go. It's all good. We're, in, we're but, not going to go there. We're not, we're not, not going to go there. But it's, it's funny that we said teachers, um, because I, yeah, I'm, I'm surprised, at least according to this list, teachers being so low. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if this because people teach students don't like, don't like the teachers. I don't, I'm not entirely teachers. Being a teacher is a hard job, and like they don't yes. get paid. They don't get paid anything. So it's like to me, they get all the respect in the world. But I'm not sure if maybe because they, maybe because kids see how teachers the the BS the teachers got go through that maybe they don't want to go through that. Or I'm not. I'm not entirely sure. And you mentioned like the athlete thing, you know, if 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 they don't want to be athletes, well, like, which sport is it American football? Are they nah, I'm not trying to mess with football. Or is it like just overall? So it's it's, it's kind of vague when they say athlete. It can be anything, you know. Like I I don't want to be a American football player, but I want to be a soccer player. You know what I'm saying? You know? Right. Yeah. And so so that that's kind of like you know I at least with that was number eight. I'm like eh. Yeah. Now, since you since you had multiple uh, childhood career aspirations, my other one, my other one was that I wanted to be a meteorologist. Look at look at Darius. Darius I man. wanted to be a meteorologist. I was obsessed with weather. Now, when I was younger, I was like super scared and terrified of thunderstorms. Like if if there was ever if there was ever a thunderstorm, I would try to go hide in a room that didn't have a window. Cause I didn't want to see the lightning. I just, I had a fear of lightning coming through the window and striking me for some reason, which is, but, which is normal. Cause which is, I, yeah, I, sure. I had to say, yeah, same problem. Yeah. It's a normal, it's a normal fear, normal, 
you know, uh, the thing. But as I got older, like into my younger teens, uh, I, I started to become more fascinated by it and more fascinated by weather and tornadoes and hurricanes and stuff like that. So I always thought there was a chance that that'd be a potential career choice as being a meteorologist or even a storm chaser. But uh, again, Paris, the tornado chaser. Right. Yeah. But again, we, we chose a different career path. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. So we're at number, number eight. Number seven. TV presenter. Now, I'm a. I'm gonna assume by TV presenter they mean like a host of a yeah. of a of a say a, a studio TV show, whether it's news, yeah. sports, whatever it is. TV, I'm gonna assume that's what TV that, presenter means. TV TV presenter in Europe, a TV commentator or anchor is a TV presenter yeah. in Europe. So that's okay. That's the um. So that's the European thing. Okay. All right, so seven, that was number seven on the list. 12.5% of these kids want to be a TV presenter. Number six, doctor or nurse. 13.5% of these kids want to be a doctor or a nurse. Again, I go goes back to being, and my mom was a nurse. I had no desire of being a nurse. I had no desire of doing science. I didn't have no desire of being a doctor. I had none of that desire. Right, right. But if you, depending on, and now, with, especially with nurse, there's like a lot of male nurses also. So like, you know, there's, there's no gender to like you know neither of them. But like you know, back in the day, it'd be like, oh well, the nurse is like a woman. That's not that's not that's not today. People would be either one. But if I do see that being a, it going back to like the lawyer thing, where like all right, it's family you, driven. Yeah, <laughs> especially if you're a foreign family. <laughs> yeah, especially if it's like, like I don't know. I think just about every African family I know affiliate yourself in healthcare one way or the other so mm-hmm. yeah number five uh a little over 13 and a half percent of these kids want to be a filmmaker interesting shout interesting shout out to my brother <laughs> wait why you say that well i mean well you know we're both emf majors electronic media and film ah, we, both, nice. we both got our degrees in film look at that so yeah maybe we'll collab one day it's it, I now I say it's interesting because I think it ties in to number one and number two. Yes. Uh, again, we're working our way there. Number four, 15 and a half percent of these kids want to be actors. Again, I think this ties in with the top two. But actors, I get it. It's a glamorous job, obviously. It's Hollywood. Uh, yeah, it's it's Hollywood. It's a very glamorous job. Totally get it. Uh, same thing with number three. 16 percent of these kids want to be musicians or singers. Again, glamorous job. You see all these rappers and singers and uh, and stuff flashing money all over the screen. You know, it's a glamour job. Of course, you want to be a, a musician everyone or an actor. Be, everyone be Cardi or uh, Quavo. <laughs> uh, hopefully not, but yes, in, in <laughs> some capacity, sure. So these top two is where it gets interesting, right? Number two. 18% of these kids want to be a blogger slash blogger. Which is, that is interesting because, well, a blogger is just someone who writes, but a vlogger is someone who shoots video. Correct. Right. So this goes back to what we were saying about number nine, being a writer, right. where we think being a writer, being a writer is the anti version of being a blogger. Right. Where, you know, being a writer is is old school print style writing. Yes. You're writing books, writing newspaper, magazines, this, that, and the other. Whereas being a blogger is all internet opinionated 
you know, opinion-based content that you're providing. Uh, whereas being a vlogger is basically telling a life story through self-portrait video in a way. I'll, so... Right? Am I describing that yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you're 100% right. And like being a writer and being a blogger, that's a generation thing. Because... If you're a writer, well, one, if you're a writer, you, you can blog also, right? So, like, I'm sure there's like old like writers who people who, or people who like you know worked in like you know print, who now do blogs. Yeah. So that skill that skill can definitely cross over. The only difference is, I would say, if like if you're a writer, let's say you wrote for like you know the Washington Post or whatever, and you're like you know you're like you know just somebody who would say, oh, you know, I'm going to start a blog and just start writing about anything. Well, you don't have to. You might not have the the skills of a polished writer of a like a journalist but you might have the following or you might have a you might gain a large following because of your opinions mm-hmm. and it won't be so much about oh your stylistic your stylist uh, your style in writing and so it's it's i can see what, i can see where someone can see that it's, it's, it's being a blogger and being a writer could be very much uh, different they, they, two different film uh, uh, realms of you know writing well thinking of it in an aspect that uh, you know that pertains to us we, we're obviously both big sports fans of two different sports cities you're an right, Atlanta right, sports right. fan I'm a Washington DC sports fan think of how many Atlanta sports blogs that you that you follow on Twitter or follow through throughout the internet right right you know and the various different opinions that you're getting from various different people who might not be directly tied to any of these teams but they they feel that they have enough of opinion and enough of a, of a following to create their own blog or to be be a part of a blog to be able to feed these opinions out there it, blogging is a it's like a free reign way of being able to express yourself in a in a medium that appears and looks professional while not necessarily being old school print media right right so it's that one that being a blogger vlogger is not as surprising as the next one as number one and in a way number one isn't very surprising either considering the amount of content that's out there for this not not at all so number one 34, uh, let me say that again, a whopping 34% of these kids say they want to be a YouTuber mm. as their number one desired job. Again, we don't we don't have the numbers as to how many kids are interviewed. This could have just been 100 kids and 34 of them said they want to be YouTubers. It could have been thousands. It could have been hundreds of thousands. Right. We don't know. We don't know the full numbers. But again, regardless, I feel like it's kind of an accurate depiction of what we are, of what, what our kids are today. Right. So I would imagine, first of all, YouTuber not only means being a YouTuber, but it also follows into a lot of other video, social media aspects. Yes. Vlogging. Whether it's Snapchat, whether, yeah, again, it probably, vlogging can be connected to this. Snapchat, TikTok, st- being a streamer on Twitch or YouTube or, or Facebook gaming. Oh, a podcaster. Or being, or being a podcaster, exactly. I, I think there's a lot of different things that fall under the phrase youtuber (laughs) but like it 
this in no way can this really shock you at this point, right? No, 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 not 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 at all. Um, I I want to do some vlogging, like the some of the vloggers I follow, they're on YouTube. And they like they do usually like travel. They do like some travel like vlogging, and it's like, oh, I could I should do that. Like I wanted to do that to be honest. Like you know, as far as like not to not to for a career, but like you know, to, for my own content. Like one before the pandemic happened, I'm like all right, I wanted to um, travel to Spain and vlog that journey. And and I whenever I start traveling, and that's what I do plan on doing. I just wouldn't use it as a career. But if you're a kid. That's all you see right now. You see kids, kids are just glued to YouTube. They're glued to like these different vlogs and all this stuff. So like, and like, and artists and actors, like that's always been there. But like, people really, people, one of the kids realize people can actually make legit money being a YouTuber. Yeah. We didn't, like when YouTube came out back in like what, 06, 07, no one thought anything about people like actually making money just being on YouTube and just talking a whole bunch of stuff and people following them no one had any idea that was going to be profitable and now you can be like you know you have like a million followers and you could be making a lot of money so you know it's it's not surprising you know i, I wouldn't you know i didn't see what i didn't see like it's very much entertainment based all this all these uh the, exactly a lot of it is entertainment based and minus minus the um the lawyer and the doctors and nurse, you know, because that's healthcare, which mm-hmm. which is service based, lawyer service based, uh, writer. You, you say they're providing a service depending on what kind of writing they do, and, and the teacher and all that. But like, yeah, everything else is pretty much entertainment. Even the athlete, entertaining. I want to be yeah. like LeBron James, entertainment. And look at the things that are not on this list. There's no, there's no being a cop. Nope. There's no being a firefighter. Nope. There's no being a chef or a cook. Nope. There's, you know, there's, there's no being. <laughs> I've, I've, been, I've, been, I've been, I've been, I've been YouTubing for three hours. I'm so hungry. I, I don't know how to cook. <laughs> you can look up a YouTube video on how to cook. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. I mean, it, you know, it's, but, but you have to think about how kids are consuming things these days. Think about all the places that you go or or when you go see family or you know you're out in public and you see these kids with tablets or cell phones like a lot of parents just shove a tablet in the kid's face and say leave me the hell know, yeah leave me, the hell leave, me, leave me alone be, be entertained and these kids dive into these youtube wormholes of watching you know whatever whether it's cartoons and stuff on youtube or whether it's a kid that's unboxing some new toy or uh kids kid streamers kids that are playing video games on stream like they fall into these wormholes of uh, wormholes of seeing that kind of content and that becomes their role model in in a way that that becomes them saying oh i want to do that i want to get get on video and unbox this really cool toy that i just bought and get millions of views which leads to hundreds of thousands and potentially millions of dollars like that, that's what that's what kids are seeing and then if you let's take the next step let's go from kids to teenagers it's the same thing especially with the way youtube's algorithm works where all you have to do is search one thing 
and then it's a wrap. Boom! It throws it throws thousands of things at you that are connected to that one thing, and you fall into these wormholes of seeing the stuff. It, it, it's it's the same thing. Like I, I I don't even know how I came across it. I I came across I I know how what was it last week or two weeks ago there was that couple. What's that? What's that YouTube internet couple? That guy Darren Jackson or something like that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so I've seen yeah. I've seen a similar couple to that that fell into my YouTube algorithm. Um, I don't remember what their names are. It's like BJ and I or whatever. And basically, their whole scheme or their whole series of videos, which gets hundreds and hundreds of thousands of views and likes every video, which I'm sure they're rolling in dough because of it. They play pranks on each other. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Obviously, these pranks are probably scripted. You know, they always act like, oh, you know, she'll she'll have the selfie camera and be like, so in today's video, I'm going to throw my boyfriend's PlayStation 4 away and then surprise him with a PlayStation 5. Make sure you like and subscribe. (laughs) Yeah, I hate those. Like like videos like that. hate those videos. You you hate them, but they get hundreds and thousands to millions of views. And they reaping the advertising money. Because I tell you, I tell you this, there. Like I always like this kind of like even like with coming to podcasting because like I'm kind of late to the game. But like I remember in in college, my new media teacher was like, "Be on a lookout for podcasting vloggers and even blogging." It was like blogging was very, still very new, and people were like really into blogging, which is goes back to what I said earlier about like print, like print was going out of business because people like were doing more blogs uh, online and so you know that kind of killed the newspaper business well one of many things that killed the newspaper business but like yeah just the whole surge of being like a youtuber you know kids like, the fact that they, you know that it just it's wild being a youtuber and like you got these young kids who they like said uh unbox they're like these jordans whatever they get like Three thousand views <laughs> to watch them uh, to watch them unbox. I can do the a, same a pair of shoes, or a pair, toys, pair of shoes, or whatever you know, and, or 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 pack of a pack of trading cards, a pack of Pokemon cards. Like my goodness, <laughs> it's like here I am struggling with like you know three views for this foolish, uh, this foolish video I sent. You know, I, I recorded. It's it's wild. Well, see, I, I, again, I think, like I said, I think. We're like, we're YouTuber is, I think YouTuber is connected, is interconnected to the same thing as being a streamer as well. And think about what the, the growth that streaming made throughout this pandemic. I mean, mm-hmm. every everybody was in the house yeah. <laughs> throughout this whole pandemic. What better thing to do is there than play some video games yeah. and yeah. hear all these people who are making money streaming themselves playing video games. You know, the influences are out there. And more, the influences are out there as far as that career path, being a YouTuber, being a blogger, being a blogger, being an internet entertainer. Those those influences are out there way more than the influences of being a lawyer, being a firefighter, being a doctor, those kinds of things. So that being said, there's no surprise with this kind of list. Yeah, no, not at all. Not at all. I just hope that uh, one day when Carl's an old man and uh, his kids have kids, they'd be like, oh, wow, grandpa, grandpa was a podcaster. 
<laughs> that's what's up. <laughs> whatever, the, whatever the hell they're gonna be saying back then, and just have my my <laughs> to go back and listen to these wild episodes of me bad takes. But hey, Darren, where can they follow you at? I can be followed at the underscore game eight three six on Twitter, on Instagram, on YouTube, as well as Twitch. And I'll be back streaming soon. I my, I got my new computer coming soon, and we will be back in the streaming game. I I haven't had my debut stream as an affiliate yet. Uh, but I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited. I hope everybody's going to be able to join me when I have my first affiliate stream later this month. Look at him. Look at him. He's YouTube. He's, he's moving on. Up. Oh, look, at that. <laughs> look at that. Moving on. No, talking about these kids. He's like, how can you? Like, I'm not surprised about these kids. And he's like, he's about to be like the number one like Twitch guy, like, you know, of like 2021. 20, wow. I was in, I was influenced. Yeah. He was, he, yeah. <laughs> influenced by like a 13 year old that's what's up you can follow me um on my personal page at that brother los ig and twitter you can email us at yes another podcast at gmail.com you can follow us on social media on twitter at yes another pod and on ig yes another podcast and make sure if you haven't done this already download the real fun dc app where all of our shows are there with several other shows really good shows not just our show they're all good you got the tommy and kelly show you know, you got Nick at Night. You know, you got Industry Night. And our show um, broadcasts um, Monday through Friday at 8 p.m. 8 to 9. So just download the app. And if you miss our show, our live show, go to our on-demand option where we have all our episodes right there for you. Liking. And the funny thing is, things that don't make the actual on-air broadcast will be there. On demand, so make sure to check it out and make sure to leave us reviews. We definitely want to hear your feedback and we'll take all types of feedback good, the bad, and the ugly. So, there is man, good episode, yes, indeed. And we'll see you next week, guys. And so, until then, we are out.